0: With Richard Holdridge. All right, all you sports fans, welcome back to another episode of the Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We are broadcasting live on WQEE 99.1 FM, the key out of Noonan, Georgia. We are brought to you by Ivy Park Sports Bar Grill, Go Jump and Slide Inflatables, and Backwoods Barbecue. How is everybody doing? Episode 410 and making his 20th appearance on the show is a longtime friend of mine, my former colleague, the former play-by-play announcer at Freed Hardman University, Rob Frazier. Welcome back, buddy.
1: Thank you so much. Yes, indeed. This is a great time of year. We're right in the thick of summer. Hey, can you get me, possibly get me some of that Backwoods Barbecue? That's a great sponsor, brother. Congratulations on that.
0: Yes, uh, they are amazing. Uh, They cater, and then I also have Go Jump and Slide Inflatables. They're written them out like hotcakes because of the scorcher down here in Georgia. You being in West Virginia, are you experiencing the heat wave that we're experiencing Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Time to uh, welcome the heat of summer and uh, make the most of it.
0: Maybe, you know, get in the water. But hey, I'm not above jumping on an inflatable, too, if they'll let me. Oh, yeah. First of all, Rob, happy Fourth of July. I know that um, the past weekend, we've had nothing but fireworks go off in our neighborhood the entire weekend. Today, we recorded this yesterday, so it is Fourth of July. Today, uh, here in Georgia, we have a tradition called the Peachtree Road Race it was a it's a 10k, a 6.2 miles. I ran it in 2013 and 2014. And we also have a USA softball exhibition in Columbus as the USA is taking on Australia and Japan. But you had a pretty busy 4th of July. You went to a minor league baseball game yesterday?
1: Absolutely. We talked about that. Uh if you live near minor league uh teams this summer to try and go to their games or do something fun with the family and we did that Uh, I was fortunate enough we felt like uh, really important people Richard Uh, I was fortunate enough to get two seats with my wife right behind home plate right up next to the safety net uh, where you could see everything and hear everything a three and a half hour game that had everything had uh, the manager the home team manager got tossed arguing balls and strikes the the uh, pl- a player from the other team got tossed, arguing, getting out at home plate. Uh, went down to the ninth inning. Uh, the other team took the lead, and it came down the bottom of the ninth. And the home team left that runner on third base. We were excited. It was a great game. Uh, lots of kids there,
0: fireworks afterwards. Uh, so that was a lot of fun, three-and-a-half-hour game. That is amazing. And this is a team out of Charleston. Uh, what affiliate is it? Is it double A or? It's uh it's probably uh, it's probably single A, but
1: it's in uh, Charleston West Virginia, but in my opinion they got one of the cool minor league
0: team names and don't you know Richard I got me some merch on that. They are the Charleston Dirty Birds. Yes, I had to look that up. That's a very nice nickname. Of course that is the nickname of the Atlanta Falcons here in Georgia. Uh, let's go ahead and get right into the show. I actually enjoy Fourth of July and just spending time with the family and the fireworks. Of course, we have the Peachtree Road Race, but there's one event that I enjoy the most on the Fourth of July, and that is the hot dog eating contest. Have you ever actually watched the hot dog eating contest?
1: I I have, uh, and I've seen the highlights. Uh, it was it Joey Chestnut again? He I think he topped the
0: fifty mark. He actually broke a record with seventy six.
1: Hot dogs. He oh, wow. Consumed. wow. Yes. So, so, uh, he was he was uh in the 50s several years ago, so now he's up to to what'd you say 70 something? Wow, Se-
0: 76, and he has won this title 14 times since 2007. He actually had a streak broke in 2015, probably a huge upset. Matt Stoney beat him. He just his game was off, he probably just wasn't feeling right, but he had a rivalry with Kobayashi. And they were just the two top competitive eaters. And I know it's, it's silly. It's a hot dog eating contest. I got introduced to it from my college roommate when I was at Freed Harbin. And I was fascinated by it. I just thought that it was incredible. And, um, you know, he's going to win this thing again. I don't think anybody's going to get close to his record. Um, he is a dynasty in sports, if you want to call that. But let's go ahead and talk about, like, some of the things that happened over the weekend. You had the USFL championship game. Congratulations to the Birmingham Stallions for beating the Philadelphia Stars in the inaugural USFL championship game up in Canton, Ohio. And I was watching this game, and uh, when Scooby Wright actually ran the pick six back, Birmingham won the game 33-30. It was such a close, tight game. I was hoping, Rob, that the announcer would say, somebody give him a Scooby Snack. (laughs)
1: <laughs> absolutely yeah and they're uh, they're going to be back for another year so congratulations to them you know again it's something something to watch and take in and um, you know football is always a always a true American sport in every sense
0: of the word so yeah
1: that's great and I uh, was it I believe it was eight teams they had in the league
0: this year if yes, I remember right absolutely it was eight teams Uh, The city of Birmingham is going to party. They're going to have a parade. You know, we're claiming that here in the southeast as a championship. There's Alabama fans that are pumping their chest this morning saying, yeah, the Birmingham Stallion are champions. You know, of course, they have all those national champions. Uh, It's a big deal in Alabama because with no professional sports teams, the Birmingham Stallions were just indoctrined as Alabama's professional sports team. Of course, they played all the games at Protective Stadium in Birmingham, and it's great for the city. And finally, a spring football league gets to finish the season and have a championship.
1: Absolutely, yeah, and good for them. And, you know, and I, uh, I'm i glad to hear that. And I'm glad that it was an exciting game and a good season. Now, coaches, they had some pretty good coaches in this league as well, you know, good veteran coaches, which always helps with the player
0: development side of things. Yes, Skip Holtz, uh, the winning coach for the Birmingham Stallions. You had Jeff Fisher, who coached for the Michigan Panthers, and I, I have to look up some of the other coaches, but uh, this is also going to be a showcase for a lot of USFL players to get an invite to NFL training camps. I thought that Bo Scarborough was just all over the field for Birmingham. Birmingham finished the year 11-1, and one, and they won it with their defense, but it really was the play of their talented running back, Bo Scarborough, who played football at the University of Alabama. I think he's going to get an invite to an NFL training camp.
1: Hey, good for them. Absolutely. Yeah, and I do remember that name. And I was going to ask you if you remember some of the players that were in the league this year and a lot of familiar names from uh, college teams down south, especially.
0: Well, I'll forever remember the name Scooby Wright. I mean, that is such an incredible name. Of course, it's probably a nickname. But uh, yeah, he had a very memorable pick six in the championship game for Birmingham, and it was very closely contested. And as we get into the month of July, uh, Rob, I had a show on July the 1st. You know what's special about July the 1st?
1: No, I don't. Go ahead and enlighten me.
0: (laughs) It's it's Bobby Bonilla Day. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Absolutely. So he got paid again, huh? He gets paid $1.1 million up until 2035. Is that not the greatest contract in sports? Yes, indeed.
1: Yeah, and it's uh, it's been kind of a publicity thing for the uh, for was it the Mets, I believe. Yes. Uh, and uh, yeah, they they got enough money over there to keep him on the payroll. I, w- I wonder if he's doing anything for the Mets. You know, maybe like a uh, a consultant or super fan or something. I bet I bet he has really good seats at the game if he wants to come to a game.
0: Oh yeah, he is like set for life, and uh, that is just amazing that he can actually. His agent has just got to get a raise. I mean, what his agent did to actually set up that contract was amazing. Uh, Rob, not a whole lot of news when it came to NBA free agency. I actually thought I was going to break with where Kevin Durant's going to go. He is still yet to make a decision on where he's going to go. I was actually going through my news feed. There was talks that the Lakers may trade Russell Westbrook to the Brooklyn Nets for Kyrie Irving. I mean, please don't. Um, Here in Georgia, the Hawks really made a lot of big moves by getting all-star guard DeJounte Murray. And now, I was talking to Hawks fans over the weekend, and their expectations now, they think that they're going to contend for an Eastern Conference title because they have Trey Young's running mate. He's a two-way player. He averaged 21 points a game last season. He's an all-star, second-team all-defense and I think that's the type of player that the Atlanta Hawks need if they want to compete for an NBA title.
1: Yeah, and they've, they've always been uh, a lot of fun to watch, which, you know, if you're in that market, you know, that makes up for a lot. You know, does your team stay competitive and, and put an entertaining product out on the floor? Now, my question with the Hawks, since they're kind of, uh, in your market there is is uh, how they did on retaining some of their other players, you know, kind of the core of that roster because uh, that'll be interesting to see going forward. So what are your thoughts on that?
0: Well, they have not traded away John Collins yet. They, in fact, got rid of Danilo Gallinari, but they did trade away Kevin Herter. I mean, he was a big part of that playoff run when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. But I think that their core players, are going to be intact. They got the rookie, A.J. Griffin, although head coach Nate McMillan does not like to play rookies. DeAndre Hunter is still on the team, so they still have uh, the two big men, Nyeka Kongru and Clint Capella. But, uh, Rob, speaking of big men, what did you think about the Utah Jazz trading away Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves? And they're bringing it back old school with the Twin Towers, Rudy Gobert and Carl Anthony Towns. I'm glad you mentioned this. My goodness.
1: Uh, I read an article that said it could go down as one of the worst trades in NBA history for what uh, uh, had to be given up to get him. Apparently, uh, it was the equivalent of like eight players or something like that when you count in the draft picks and all of that sort of thing. So Minnesota, we'll see. Uh, they certainly gave the uh, Grizzlies a, a great playoff series, uh, but they had to get rid of a lot of their, a lot of their good role players on the team there. So yeah, we'll see. I, I don't know, man. I don't know if there's, uh, if there's enough uh, ball out there for all those guys to make it work, but uh, they do have a, a pretty level-headed good young coach there. So we'll see how it goes. But, uh, yeah, I think Utah is definitely in rebuilding mode.
0: Of course, we are anticipating the decision by Kevin Durant Uh, just going through the latest NBA free agency deals. The Bulls signed veteran point guard Gordon Drogic. Zion Williamson gets an extension. He's going to stay with the New Orleans Pelicans. When healthy, and he's only played 82 games in the last three seasons. When healthy, Zion Williamson is a 25-10 and guy. And he is an NBA superstar. But that is the key. When healthy. I think that New Orleans can compete in the Western Conference with C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram. And along with Zion Williamson, I think that you know the Western Conference just got a little bit more competitive. I know you're a Memphis Grizzlies fan. You hate to see some of their players go, but they actually did get rid of some of their players. But uh, what did you think? about the draft pick that the Memphis Grizzlies got moving up in the NBA draft to get – I'm thinking that that player from Wake Forest – I forgot his name. But, but no, what did you think of the Grizzlies' moves that they made? Uh, Their
1: goal was to keep their core and to fill needs. They very much did that. So the wing player they got – Uh, He's a great shooter and uh, pretty good defense, uh, defensive player. They got a couple proven guys there in the college level. Uh, and they got a Memphis kid that gets to play for the Grizzlies. He grew up in Memphis and played at Tennessee. Kennedy Chandler. He'll get he'll get some reps there, uh, coming in off the bench. The biggest thing they did was retain uh, Tyus Jones as their backup point guard, and so they're in pretty good shape. Uh, and pretty much they're going to run it back with uh, kind of the same core they had from last year. Golden State on the is always interesting, aren't they? They did a good job of drafting more young players to fill their needs, so they're just getting ready to reload as well, which uh, certainly makes you happy, Richard. (laughs) Yeah,
0: they did draft Patrick Baldwin, but the player that I was thinking of that the Grizzlies drafted, 17th overall, no, uh, 19th overall, the Timberwolves actually drafted Jake LaRavia and traded him to Memphis. Memphis actually drafted Walker Kessler, who actually is now with the Utah Jazz. He was part of that huge mega deal to send Rudy Gobert to the Minnesota Timberwolves. But looking at – let's change gears a little bit, Rob. Let's talk about the NBA draft because the Magic get Paolo Bonquero number one. The Thunder got Chet Holmgren, number two. And then I think the Rockets got the best player in the draft. Jabari Smith Jr. drops to the Houston Rockets. And I think the Rockets are back. I think that the Rockets are going to start becoming a playoff team because they can center that team around Jabari Smith Jr. and Jalen Green. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, he feels
1: a need that they wanted, which is kind of a wing-slash-post area guy. And so, yeah, they'll, they'll be a lot better. Uh, but, of course, the problem with the NBA is how much of a difference does, you know, one player make. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Because what I've noticed with the NBA is, yeah, they got the young guys coming in. But the teams that – that have those uh, guys on there that have been at it for you a few years, they're still holding serve there at the top of the league, but it would get, it would be good to see uh, Houston uh, get
0: a lot better and maybe, maybe make the playoffs. All right. Of course we are in the month of July, which, which means I know we're going to have a little bit of a break because USFL just ended a little bit of a break there. There'll be no football, but NFL training camps are fastly approaching and come July, we could talk the National Football League once again. And we get into August. We have high school football, college football, and the NFL. Uh, your thoughts on the NFL this season? And I know you're a big Tom Brady fan. He's coming back for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. However, Rob Gronkowski retired And uh, I made a run on joke that I think that Rob Kronkowski should join the military so he could finally get that USAA discount that he'd been trying to get in those commercials. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. And this is a great time in the
1: show to once again, be thankful uh, for our freedom in this country and, and thank you for your service as well. And uh, yes, indeed. And uh, yeah, Rob's a great, he's a great advocate for that product. And uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, he's such a good guy. If if he doesn't play, he'll have a future and in, in whatever he wants to do, maybe broadcasting or movies, or I think he even had a few cameos in WWE as well.
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely. But if, if people aren't familiar with the USAA commercials, he's, he keeps asking, well, do, am I eligible for a USAA account? He's like, well, did you serve? Did you have families that serve? He's like, well, no. But I'm, but he's like, but I'm special. And it kind of reminds me of the whole silly rabbit tricks are for kids.
1: You know? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah, and it, with the NFL, it's, you know, it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, new teams. Uh, some of the teams will have different coaches, including Tampa Bay. Uh, so... I'm going to make an early prediction, even though I don't like to. I just I don't think they'll do as well this year, Tampa Bay. But, uh, hey, that makes room for uh,
0: maybe uh, somebody else. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. I, I think you're right, Rob. I think that Tampa Bay is going to take a step back. Um, I think the Rams could run it back this year. But also, don't overlook the Buffalo Bills. I think Buffalo is the best team in the national football league. They were so close last year playing that epic game against the Kansas city chiefs and falling in overtime, which is the reason why they changed the overtime rules. But I think that Josh Allen is going to run it back. The Buffalo bills got Vaughn Miller. He's got super bowl experience from winning a super bowl with the Rams. And I'm going to make a prediction. I normally don't make a prediction, but I think that the Buffalo bills make it to the super bowl this year and they Probably will take on, I'm going to say, the Rams. I think the Rams could go back to the Super Bowl, but it's still early. we got plenty of time to talk football. But, yeah, let's switch gears. You did mention about the MLB All-Star game coming up and is going to be in L.A. And uh, I'm actually a big fan of baseball um, right now. I mean, unless they – Right now, the New York Yankees have the best record in all of baseball. And I was talking to a Yankees fan over the weekend, and they were talking about how impressed they were with Aaron Judge, where he is on pace to actually eclipse the 60 home run mark, which is pretty impressive in in the non-steroids era. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> if anybody could do it,
1: uh, he could. And, uh, of course, uh he's uh he's definitely uh one of the big guns out there and um it's good to see them doing well again and also the mets you know the other new york team on the other side uh, they're still ahead of the Braves. The Braves are hot on their tail. Uh, so we got a good divisional race there. Of course, the uh, West Coast divisions are always interesting out there with the Padres and the Dodgers and, and the Giants
0: as well. Yeah, but speaking of that, uh, how about them Braves? 21-6 and six in the month of June. They were 4-2 and two on that road trip. They did lose to the Reds on Sunday. They get ready for a big 10-game homestand. Playing the Cardinals for a four game series at Truett's Park. But uh, Michael Harris, the second one, in NL rookie of the month. They have some injuries to like Mike Soroka and Eddie Rosario. I think the Braves, and again, I'm the type of guy that talks to sports fans over the weekend. That's how I get my material for the show. I was talking to a Braves fan over the weekend that was really excited about their run, their incredible run that, that they think that they're going to overtake the Mets and be in first place after the All-Star break, and they're going to make it back to the postseason. And I think if they have to play the Dodgers again in the either the NLDS or the NLCS, I think they match up well against the Dodgers because we don't know the health status of Clayton Kershaw or Walker Bueller. I don't think that the Dodgers, if they don't have those pitchers going in the postseason, I, I I see a scenario where if Tony Gonsolin, who he's a good stats guy, but he is not a big time postseason pitcher, Max Fried has postseason experience, Ian Anderson has postseason experience, Charlie Morton, these, I think the Braves have the pitching to make it back to the World Series. But I really don't think that anybody is beating the Yankees. I think this is the Yankees' year to win their, let's say, 28th World Series or 29th World Series. I'll have to look that up. Oh, yes. Um, so, yeah, Rob, I, I just want to let you know, I'm I'm actually putting together the best clips of all 34 of my guests. I'm putting together the best clips. And, you know, that episode is going to run on the local radio station. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting all the best clips. <clears throat>
1: That's
0: and great, you, huh? yeah, yeah. And you, you have been on the show. This is your 20th appearance You've been on the show. This is your 20th episode. Brad Page has been on 17 times. Wow. Uh, Gabe Reynolds has been on 15 times. And then I got a a four-way tie for five episodes. Uh, Justin Dale, Tanya Chavez, Jenny Fisher, and Jared Diller have all been on five times. Cool. And then I have Eric Taylor and Travis Creasy have both been on twice. And then everybody else has just been on one time but that hmm. that could change. I do have some of those guests that are interested in coming back, yeah, when you put their name out there and you thank them for being on, you know, yeah, absolutely. I try to do that as much as I can, just to get their brand out just to promote- they might have something they want to talk about, and they they share it with their friends, they share it with their family, and then that's how the episode grows, and then the podcast is gonna continue to grow if I continue to do that. I was like, and we've been doing this for twenty years now, yeah. <laughs> At least. Yes, it has been 20 years. Um, well, actually, way more than 20 years since 1999. So, so Rob, in the spirit of the 4th of July, uh, what do you enjoy eating on the 4th of July? I mean, the the easy answer is to say hot dogs. Was there like a special food that you like to eat during the 4th of July?
1: Yeah, let's talk about that, man. Let's talk about that. So the most hot dogs that Richard has, has eaten uh, in one day let's 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 take a guess on that. What do you think, Richard? 3 3? Three?
0: Three's all you put down in one day? There's a lot of sodium in hot dogs. <laughs> I would I would just eat 3 and then call it a day. That I try not to consume more than 3 hot dogs. I
1: hear you. I hear you. I think uh, I think I may may have done 5 in one day. But uh, I was really hungry. <laughs> uh, and then and then here's a great one. With your hot dogs, what do you got to have on your hot dog when you're eating a hot dog?
0: What, what do you like
1: on that? I, I have yeah. it with mustard. Yeah, I got to have the mustard. What about it? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a little bit of everything. Relish, uh, a little jalapenos every now and then. Yeah, yeah a little coleslaw. Uh, in, in West Virginia, they like to have chili, mustard, uh. Chili mustard and coleslaw on their uh, on their hot dogs down here. So and that's another interesting thing as you travel, the way they dress out the hot dogs. The Chicago dog is is one of my favorites. Uh, then New York's got their own style hot dog, uh, East Coast style. And then some people like putting the sauerkraut on there and all that. Now I actually like uh, besides a good old hot dog is a good old grilled sausage you know like a broad or something that's oh nice nothing. yeah having a broad hot off the grill that's good stuff throw you little onions and peppers on there that's pretty good stuff and then in the summertime i got you know i gotta have a little watermelon every now and then a little fresh watermelon good summer uh summer fruit salads is always good in the summertime and uh things like you know you gotta have your potato salad and uh And barbecue, of course, barbecue, hamburgers, uh, and then real barbecue, like uh, pork and ribs and all that kind of stuff. Uh, So hopefully uh, we can have some good times together this summer, you know, grilling out with friends, and that's what it's all about, just enjoying uh, good food and good company.
0: Well, that's the thing about having the 4th of July on a Monday is we've done all that already. I'm so excited that you have made – the 20th appearance here on my show. I've had this show for two and a half years. You were one of my original guests on the show back in March, pre pandemic. Your first appearance on the show was March the 3rd, 2020. So this was like a week before everything just shut down, but I really appreciate you returning to the show and we've had a lot of great episodes And I'm putting together the best clips from all my guests. And so uh, it's great having you on the show, making your 20th appearance. Thank you so much, as always, for having me. Appreciate
1: all the work that you do down there and and your sports coverage down there. Look forward to maybe getting down there with you sometime, taking in a game. Hopefully, we're always up for road trips together, aren't we? (laughs) We've had some good ones.
0: Yeah, it, it's it, we've had some great uh, road trips, and I've I've enjoyed calling games with you. And uh, that that is a possibility that we could call some games sometime. I can maybe get you on as a guest announcer on uh, all the all the games I call, including high school football, uh, indoor soccer, and the you know I already got a broadcast partner with the Columbus Lions. But you know, sometimes when I'm calling a game by myself you know, it's always great just to have that partner with me. Absolutely. Absolutely. We don't have the budget
1: to do the ESPN style remote broadcasting, but we'll figure something out. And uh, congratulations on, on your show. And uh, thanks for having me on as always, as always. Thank
0: you, Rob, for being such a great guest. Uh, That was Rob Frazier, my former colleague at Fried Harman university, making his 20th appearance and uh, he loves sports. He's done play by play. Uh, back in the day and still just continues his passion for sports and thanks rob once again for being a guest on the show Uh, that is all the time i have on this episode Uh, stay tuned as i'm going back to three days a week for the month of july so stay tuned for thursday's show i'm gonna have a show so this week and this week only i'm gonna have a show tuesday thursday and friday and then I go back to Monday, Wednesday, Friday for next week. So hope everybody has a great rest of your day. And I will talk to you soon. Bye, everybody.
1: You've been listening to The Sports Beat with Richard Holdridge. We invite you to download and subscribe. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Google Cast, Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Thanks for listening. Feel free to share with your friends and family. This has been The Sports Beat, with your host, Richard Holdry. Produced in Columbus, Georgia. Extra production provided by J.D. Matthews. All opinions stated herein are those of the host and do not represent the opinions of Anchor Podcasts. Copyright 2020. All rights
0: reserved.